Alright ladies and gentlemen, we've got a good one for you right now. We've got my buddy on the line. This is going to be a good one. I've been waiting to do this one for a while. Brother Bobby, why don't you say hello to the people? How's everybody doing? Yes, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Now, I wanted to talk to you. I've, I've been knowing you now for how long have we known each other? About five years, I would say, Joe. I think you're right, five years. And I met you when yeah, we opened five, yeah. We opened up for you at Buddy Guys, didn't we? Yeah, that was uh, about five years ago, 2015. And our Buddy Guys, that's when I was uh, playing with Biscuit Miller. Yes, you were. Now, and I had to get get backstage and talk to you because your guitar tone was so good and your notes were so right. All through the performance, me and Tommy kept saying, man, that guy's the real deal. And your tone was fantastic. And the room was full that night. It was a, the, the place was packed. I remember that. And we couldn't get close enough to see what type of guitar you were playing on, but we are going to get to that. And that... Your, your hands, your guitar, but, you know, plays a big part in tone. But I, I think you would sound like you, regardless of what you're playing on, because you've just got that, what God blesses people with, God gave you an extra portion of. <laughs> I hear you on that. I thank you for that, Joe. And I'm but a blessing. Man, I mean, but like you were saying, the, the guitar I was using was uh, Heritage. It was a yes. 87, 87 model. Yes. I had uh, had it modified a little bit, a uh, bigger neck, hotter pickups put in it. So it was, it was performing that night. Oh, man, uh, you sounded, oh, my gosh. Me and Tommy, we couldn't stop talking about it. And, of course, I got a CD. I don't know if you remember that. And uh, I wore that blues CD with out. A smile. I wore yeah, it out. that was uh, Blues with a Smile. I, I tell you, I wore it out. I wore that CD out. Uh-huh. I played it at work. I played it for everyone I could, man. I kept telling everyone, that's my buddy Bobby right there on guitar. <laughs> and we've made, we, we've maintained contact for years after that gig. And you've been a, you've been a voice of wisdom in my life. God has used you to always bring me back to the word. What does the word say about this, Brother Joe? What does the word say about this? And you've always had a word in season for me, and you've always pointed me back to what does the scripture, how do I apply the scripture to that circumstance and situation? And I want you to know, from the bottom of my heart, Brother Bobby, I, I appreciate that. Well, I mean, we're supposed to be helpless to one another, Joe. Um, that's where I was brought up and the way life is now. Those things that we learned while we was young in life and going to church and all those things that pastors and mothers poured into us, our fathers, now is the time for that to uh, to arise and re-erect itself because we're living in some uh, terrible times right now. We need it more now than ever, don't we? Yes, 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 for real. I mean, the whole nation, the whole nation needs, you know, the Bible says that the love of many would wax cold and this is happening before our very eyes. Yes, yes, it is right and before our very eyes. I see, I see uh, the enemy causing division amongst people, even of faith, causing division, division, division. 
uh, and it's the it's the simple uh, divide and conquer. You know, the the devil had the devil knows humans so well because we're creatures of habit. He knows well how to overcome the church because the church has been given authority over the enemy. He's under our feet. So what does he do? He divides us, separates us, and then we're easier to conquer that way. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. You Hello? still? Yeah, I, I'm here. Okay, then. I lost you there for a minute. <laughs> I said... Yeah, yeah, I mean, the thing about that, though, people need to realize that uh, we are the church. The word is in us. That's right. You know, it's not in that building, it's in us, you know, so those are the things that we have to really rely upon, and like you said, um, the devil is here to kill, steal, and destroy, and cause division, yes. but as long as we stand on the word of God, you know, each and every day, those are the things that we can avoid, all his traps and all his snares, we can avoid all those things, because God would always give us an escape. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah. Yep, I was just reading uh, uh, in the book of Jude, actually, this morning. And it said, in, in Jude, it said, uh, right before, it's, he's closing the book out. And, you know, you're going to go to Revelation after that. And I'm reading in Jude, and he said, And to him who is able to keep you blameless. And I sat there for a minute while I was drinking my coffee, and I thought, Keep me blameless? I've made all kinds of mistakes. And it's like, did Jesus drop the ball? He didn't keep me blameless. And then it, I thought about it. I was like, wait a minute. That scripture is not saying saying it in a way that I'm thinking. What it's saying is because of what Christ Jesus has already done. While right. I've got breath in my body, I am blameless. It's when if I, when the breath leaves my body and if I die in my sins, then I'm not blameless. But while I've got breath in my body, time to repent, and I acknowledge what Christ has done at Calvary, I am blameless. And of course, when you have a relationship with Christ, you're not going to want to do the things that grieve the Holy Spirit just because you love Him. Just because you love Him. I mean, I don't try to live a holy life because I'm trying to get brownie points and, and try to live a holy life because I'm trying to get to heaven. Um, I live a holy life because I want a relationship with Jesus. That, yeah, amen, amen. I, I mean, I just want Him in my saying. life. Yes. It's like he was saying, I mean, his blood covers that. I mean, so when God sees us, he sees the blood, he sees his son, he don't see that sin. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. So that's why we are blameless. Man, you see, this yeah. is why I love talking to you. You always get me fired yeah. up in the Word. Now, <laughs> we're going to get back on the Word, but Brother Bobby, could you tell me, when did you become aware of music in your life? When did you become aware that that you were gonna, you were gonna be involved with. That you were in love with music. When did that happen for you? Now, that happened early in my life, and I must have been around maybe four or five years old. I'd get the pots and pans and oatmeal <laughs> boxes back then, the grit boxes. Yeah. And the broom, get the brooms and tear <laughs> them up and play in them, and so. And I have a story that uh, there was a guy across the street from me. He had a uh, had an old guitar, he went and bought, and uh, within a weekend he had learned how to play. He started that Friday playing, and then that Sunday he was playing in church. And so when I saw that, and I went to the church, to the program, 
when I seen him play, I said to myself, Lord, give me that strength, give me that talent, give me that knowledge. Yes. yes. And God gave it to me. How old I, were you? Let me tell that. I had to be, I would say about maybe six, seven, something like that. Wow. That young, six or seven, because I didn't pick it up till I was ten. So that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had uh, my mother. We always went to church, and so we had a little family group. So from that, learning how to play, and that was then, you know, up what they call best of you. The Tony was totally different, you know, open E, you know, and uh, so I went from there to you know to cross over to what they call the natural Tony. Okay. So then that's why I started learning how to play chords and different things and started understanding uh, the music and uh, just kept on pursuing it. Just right. Kept on pursuing it. I always kept God in front of me. And uh, to this day, you know, I'm still uh, I'm still playing. Uh, oh, yeah, you not, are. Not, not, yeah, hey, 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 Joe, not like it was, but, you know, I'm still playing. You know, I'm playing for the Lord. Amen. 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 Well, you know, you're going to be anointed. What I know about you already is you're going to be anointed and you're going to be representing the kingdom of heaven, regardless of where you're playing, who you're playing for. You're always one thing I know about you is you are always representing Christ in a big way, in a big way. I mean, you you, it's really I don't know how I knew you were uh, a man of God, but somehow just coming in the room, I knew you were a man of God. And um, and then later on, you confirmed it with your words and was telling me about starting a church. So so you were young. You were about six. You started with the uh, open E-turning, and then you you uh, developed uh, being able to play with in the 440 tuning. Um, how old right. were you when you developed playing in 440, natural tuning? Uh, I, had, uh, I had an old guy named Mook um, Walker. He was a guitarist in the church, and so he used to, when I started doing, I started making chords in the uh, straight E tuning, started messing around with the fingers, and he started seeing that. And so he showed me how to tune to a, uh, to the 440, mm-hmm. and he started teaching me the, uh, my first chords, and then from there I just, uh, you know, started practicing every day. I mean, that practice kept me out of a whole lot of trouble. Amen. For sure. And you, you know said, and you said you were around eight when you started doing that. Yeah, I was around eight years old. Around eight years around old. Eight. So you started mm-hmm. open tuning at six. Started using regular mm-hmm. tuning around eight. Now, were you always involved in church uh, as far as using your always. gifts for the Lord? Always, always. Uh, we had a, a, a family group. We played in church, and then from that, uh, it was some. It was some older guys in our community who poured into us and then they put me and uh, about four more young guys together and we formed us a gospel group called the Spirits of Decatur. <laughs> That's awesome. That. Yeah, and then uh, formed another group called the Gospel Lights. And so I had been, you know, just playing in different groups as coming up being young and playing in the church. You know, so I just was being able to uh, be blessed by a whole lot of different other musicians, organ players, guitar players, bass players, and just start understanding how to play with different musicians, how to learn how to play different styles, and get to understand. Oh, yeah. Ask questions and 
Yeah, yeah. Now, you obviously, I've got the, I've been blessed enough to get to be in the studio with you, and your ability to adapt to a song and and have your anointing on that song is amazing to watch and to experience. And uh, the way the way you can play with this person or play with that person, it's always you. I can always hear you, but uh, you you definitely know many different styles and how to do many different things on the guitar. Um, when did you make the tr- the transition from going from um, a purely gospel music? When did you get uh, uh when were you available to finally get out and go play like blues with other people? Well, uh, the contrast between blues and gospel, uh, like I said, I come up in a gospel background playing quartet music, uh, like Dixie Hummingbirds, a Mighty Clouds of Joy, yes. Sensational Nightingales, you know, and as I start going, growing into it, I start noticing the, the, the similarities, chord changes, one, four, five, your minors, and different things like that, so... I kind of put it all together that it was kind of like the same thing. And so I was around guys locally that I could really talk to and that could teach me versus, you know, uh, uh, listening to, uh, you know, I listen to BB and all the blues players and stuff like that, but I actually had people that was uh, pouring into me in, in a circle that I could actually go to and talk to them about this chord, that chord, and what, you know, how to really... Uh, play it and where to place it at. Placements is one of the things that I was uh, being taught is where to place a chord, your minors, and you know where to place passing chords and you know different runs and different licks and stuff like that. Right. So I, I was able to you know to kind of just uh, bring bring everything together once uh, I start getting older. You know. Well. And so. Yeah, and, used to sneak off, used to sneak off to you know the uh, garage parties, and you had a garage band, and you know little stuff like that growing up. And so, as I was making the transition into uh, you know becoming a man, and then did four years in the military, and then after I got out, that's when it's for me is to really go after it. And I tell you what, and it sounds fantastic. So you you said uh, on the age though that you started doing that that you started breaking out and when you realized that the 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 connection between gospel music and blues music because there really wouldn't be any blues if there wasn't gospel um, I, I believe and I remember watching an interview with Muddy Waters and they asked him you know to be a blues man what's some of the main things you have to and I'll never forget Muddy looked right at the camera and said you got to have church. And that's, I have to be honest with you, he said, you got to have church. If you don't have church, you're not going to play the blues right. And I thought that was amazing that Muddy would say that with like, he didn't even blink when he said it. He looked right at the camera. And I was like, wow, you know, coming from Muddy to say that an authority on the blues, Mr. Morganfield himself, for him to say that to me, that was just like. I don't know. It just confirms so many things about God's mighty hand on my life and why he had me raised up in the church like he did. And that's right, un- right, unique right. that I get to hear another brother raised up in the church and using his gifts. Now, 
I want to ask you some more things about that. Now, what was your age, though, when you decided to play professionally? Like, and when I say professionally, that means the first time you got paid to play outside the church. Uh, let me see. Uh, <laughs> that's a long way back there, Joe. Let me think. But once I got out the military, and I did about maybe three years of nothing but practicing. And uh, so I, one night I went to a jam session, and uh, I sat in with some guys. And then uh, about a couple weeks after that, uh, I ran into a ran into them and then uh, at the jam session, then they asked me to do a gig. So it was, I would say, 80, 84, somewhere in there. That's when I really started playing professional as far as, you know, getting paid for it. That's amazing, man. That is, mm. that is amazing. So all up to 84, you had been uh, giving your um, talents over uh, to the Lord free of charge it sounds like to me like your anointing you know you were just you were storing up that anointing in you and and god honors that just just in the vineyard working just in the vineyard working you know what i'm saying absolutely Uh, we just i'm just in the vineyard working and uh you know just like all of us we all cut from a different cloth you know what i'm saying so my thing was to to learn and then just you know, and waited till the blessing came, till God blessed me. So once I started uh, playing professional, seeing I could get paid for it, that really motivated me to really uh, try to learn more, you know, develop uh, my vocals, background vocals, playing and singing, lead, leading and playing, and all those different things to, uh, to make me more valuable to uh, whatever unit or organization I was going to play with. Uh, Oh, and you have such a fantastic voice. I'm not just saying this because we're friends and brothers in Christ. I'm saying this because you actually have the vocal chops. Um, When it comes to the blues, uh, I tell everybody, I say, well, um, the number one singer in the blues, in my opinion right now, for male vocalist, is Robert Cray. I said, but somebody that's giving him a run for the money I tell them about you. I mean that. I say, you got to hear my buddy Bobby sing. You got to hear this guy sing. It's like, oh my gosh. His voice is just front and center. It's You're, you're really, really anointed vocally and as a musician. So, 84, you took that out. You started playing out. And you started, sounds to me, early on, it had been taught to you about excellence. You know, whatever you do, do it in excellence. So you're learning more. You're learning the whys, why the chord phrases, why the different chords, the different structures, the why, right. all this. You you took it long. You took it, you know, beyond the uh, 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 one four five format and beyond the blues box, and you started learning some other elements, bringing some other elements into it. Sounds to me. So, what was your first uh, band in terms of, you know, playing uh, a circuit on a regular. Um, when did you When did you start playing? And even that, even that's even if that's your local circuit, um, I'm getting excited. So I start stuttering. When I get excited, I start stuttering. Uh, you gotta forgive me, brother Bobby. Uh, I'm excited about this interview. 
but yeah, your your first yeah. band that you started going and you're playing venues now. What was the how how old were you? And what was the name of that band? Okay, first of all, uh, when I came to Kalamazoo, see, I didn't know Gibson was here, so I was uh, trying to figure out, you know this and that as far as who was who and what was what among all the players around here because in this area that I live in between Kalamazoo, Battle Creek and uh, Detroit there's a lot of players uh, uh, Grand Rapids but to make a long story short is I did I started playing quartet music also along with uh, playing in a band well the name of the band that I played with was called the Touch Band and then all the uh gospel groups I played with, you know, I played with a lot of uh, local groups around here, Five Keys, the, uh, Southern Airs, all these groups that was here in Kalamazoo, so playing that, and Sundays, you know, I'm playing gospel, then uh, Friday, Saturday night, I'm out working, playing, uh, playing in uh, venues, so I just was able to, you know, like I said, bring everything together. And then after that, like I said, start singing, learning uh, how to hold, how to harmonize, you know. Right. Um, well, as 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 you were playing, and you're playing in the church, and you're playing in the clubs, something that people started hitting me with, um, and yeah. it took me a while, uh-huh. it took me a while to learn how to... <laughs> appropriately address it but real churchy i call them churchy folk would would come to me and be like you know you ain't got no business playing up in them clubs do not devil music you ain't got no business and telling me these things and i want to be respectful to my elders so i don't say anything back to them disrespectfully and i listen to what they have to say but i i did get on my knees before the lord and and, and i was like you know because you may not know my story, but I was reluctant um, when when I came back, you know, because I backslid for many years. When I came back to the Lord, I was reluctant to go on bars, probably because of the churchiness that I had been taught. Um, the religious uh, voices that had spoke to me and said that was a sin. But f- later on, I found out that's actually where the Lord wanted me. And that's where I could actually shine my light. And people were, you know, uh, being brought to Christ. How did you, you know what I'm talking about when I say this. How did you handle that pressure of people accusing you of playing for the devil? Uh, or, 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 or uh, uh, what are they called? Straddling the fence. Right, right. What was you your... Masters right. Yeah, you already know. You already know. And, my father was a preacher, and then we had a, a church. And so one night I had snuck out and played at this garage party. And then he found out about it. So I was a musician at the church. And so like uh, he, he sat me down for like a couple of weeks right. from that. And so that was my first experience, you know, trying to understand that. And so as I grew, started growing and understanding that God blessed me with this talent. Yes. You know, and then that's where one thing started leading to another. With the talent, I was able to, you know, present myself, you know, as far as uh, not doing everything that everybody was doing, as far as uh, the drinking and all that stuff, because, you know, 
for me. The music was the main thing that I was focusing on, you know. And so now, as I uh, as I'm getting older, I mean, I've been in so many clubs, Joe, and and have been able to bless people with the word. Yes, I've been in so many clubs and uh, club owners uh, was having troubles in their family was able to speak the word to them and encourage them. Even on the death, on on uh, some of their uh, uh, club owners' uh, family's deathbed, I was able to be there to pray and to sing to them. So I believe that you know God blesses you with a talent, and if you uh, obey Him, He will put you where you need to be at at the time you need to be there for someone with that talent. Amen, amen, amen. I've had the very same exact experiences in my life. It's almost like God has put us in this place. Now, I was I was the reluctant one, to be honest with you. Clubs were calling me, and I was um, saying no at first to a lot of venues. And there was one venue in particular called The Mission in Jefferson City, who might be the, might be the only juke joint in the state of Missouri. As far as I know, it is the only juke joint in the state of Missouri. But God really used her, that owner of that venue, in a big way to get across to me that I was supposed to be sharing the love of Jesus in those venues. And I had a minister preach one time, and he said something that just just lit up in me. He says, if God has called you to play those venues, he said, you have to ask yourself, is the bars rubbing off on you, or are you rubbing off the... Is the uh, stuff going on in the bars rubbing off on you, or is the Jesus and you mm-hmm. rubbing off on the bar? And, right, and I thought, right. wow, that 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 really is true. You know, um, that's that's exactly how it is. You know, when it says come out from among them and be separate, don't mean that you know you and I jump up on our rooftop, and put up a tent, and stay away from the rest of the world. What it's saying is we don't do them things that other people right, do. That, that, that's 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 the whole thing about it. That's when you. That's when your light shines because yep. just like uh, when you and I met, our lights were shining. Yes. I mean, that's the whole thing. I have people, like I said, I have had people come up to me and just in a conversation, the Spirit, just Holy Spirit moves and I, and tells me what to say to them in order to, to give them peace of mind, to pray for them right there on the spot in the club. Amen. Even if they holding a drink in their hand, I'm not judging them. I'm just doing nope. what God is telling me to do, what the Spirit is telling me That's to exactly do. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I told a friend one yeah, time. I, 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 Go ahead, Brother Bobby. I, I was just saying, as you read, you read the Word, Jesus was out among the uh, the people who were sick. I mean, Boom. the people who are sick, they're the ones that need the hospital, not the people who are healed. <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly right. So that's why, that, yeah, that's why <laughs> we out there and, 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 and letting our light shine because they see that. Some people see that, especially when they hurt. There's some, some hurt that's going on with them where they got that drink. Brother Bobby, tell it. Brother Bobby, tell it. To, they need to hear that word. They need to hear that word mm-hmm. to help them. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So that's, that's how I was able to overcome that because, I, like you said, Joe, you know, I wrestled with that too growing up. But then as I started seeing what my uh, what God has blessed me with the talent and the word to be able to come back and give them something besides just just the music, give them some word just so they could take home with them, but to put that on their mind. 
Man, I, dude, for real, I'm not even going to lie. I made so many mistakes in my youth in terms of in my 20s as a musician and uh, and even younger. You know, when you when you backslide, when you I, when I saw the hip, I was I was raised in a Pentecostal strict upbringing, and I didn't experience a lot of the love of God in that upbringing. I'm not saying all Pentecostals are that way. I'm not saying that. I'm saying my experience was, uh, you know, po- uh, uh, apostolic and Pentecostal churches, a lot of times can be very judgmental and mean, and so that turned me off. And I said, well, if that's Jesus, then I really don't want anything to do with that. Now, I did deny the Holy Spirit. I knew the Holy Spirit existed, and I wasn't going to deny that because that's blaspheme. But I said, their version of Jesus, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I can't get down with that because you know, there was something going on on the whole judgmental thing, and some of the rules just were not making sense to me. Like, when, I was, when you and I were coming up, television was a sin in an apostolic church or in a Pentecostal church. Television was a sin. But I always told, I asked my mom, I said, well, mama, why is TV a sin? And she said, well, because of things that come on. And I was like, but mama, it's got a channel. So I always, you know what I mean? I had the ability, even as a small child, to reason and be like, well, wait a minute. If something comes on that you're convicted, you just turn the channel. You ain't bound to sin. You ain't got to watch it. But I backslid, got hurt, saw the, you know, saw the, uh, uh, the hypocrisy and um, backslid. And so I guess I'm saying all that to say I was shocked that God would even want to use me at that point. <laughs> Dude, I, I had pastors asking me to leave their church because they knew how many women I had slept with. True story. <laughs> they walked into me. We just want you to know you're really not welcome. You're not welcome here. <laughs> I, wasn't a, I wasn't a bad guy. I was definitely a hurting guy. And I was a guy that that was in my sin, I should say. But when God delivered me, he delivered me all the way. And I don't struggle with any of those things. And I'm not going to continue to struggle with any of those things. I moved on. When I was a child, I spoke like a child and acted like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. And it's a process. But I guess I said all that to say, I'm not the type of Christian that thinks having a beer with your pizza is a sin. And that blew a lot of people's minds. Uh Uh, Personally, me, I don't do it. Right. And you know, uh, you know, you couldn't wear makeup. You know, yep. you couldn't wear pants. I mean, right. this is for the ladies. Right. And there were certain things that the men couldn't do, and, and those things are a part of everyday life. And so that's what sure. we're struggling with now because of the Word of God and realizing that you know He died for our sins. Amen. And so now we can walk in the light. You know what I'm saying? When we out there with this music and, 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 and praying and I mean, there's been times, Joe, when I just be on the stage, eyes closed, and just playing, just playing while I'm playing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Not thinking about what's before me. I'm just thinking about just giving God the glory because he brought me from a mighty long way. Amen. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of of different ways to to deal with uh, all those things. And so we have came from that to now. To where you know things are totally different. It's really different now from what it was when uh, we was coming up. And so my thing is, I just stand on the word. Amen. Like with this, 
19 demon, you know what I'm saying? That's where I look at it. 1,000 fall on your left, 1,000 fall to your left, 10,000 to your right. But They falling, they falling right before our eyes. But it ain't going to come nigh, what does the scripture say? (laughs) What's it say? I thank God for his mercy and his grace each and every day. Amen. We thank him. You know, we thank him. I mean, my family, we going to serve the Lord. That's what we serve. Woo! Speaking you know? of your family, you put a video on Facebook of your girls singing, My Lord, My Lord. Man, your family, God just gave, didn't God, didn't God just give your whole family a double portion? Did he just give you a double portion with the anointing? I heard your daughter sing, and the older daughter that's graduated recently. Yes, congratulations on that. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you. What a voice! What a voice! I'm telling you, she could be a recording star right now with that voice. Oh yeah. If they're your children, <laughs> it does not shock me that they can do this. And hey man, I'm sorry if I'm pouring it on thick. It's deserving. You're that talented. Folks, for those of you who don't know, uh this jump please don't take this the wrong way, Brother Bobby. I don't mean to, to make you nervous or uncomfortable. Brother Bobby has played on, on some of the biggest stages with some of the best in the industry. Literally. I'm a, that's a, that's not brag. That's actually fact. Brother Bobby has made a living doing what most guys, musicians, only dream of doing with people that most musicians could only dream of playing with. I'm talking about being on the same bill at the same festivals, uh, on, on the main stages. This gentleman here... This man of God, he's he's really done it, and he's done it big, but he's done it with excellence, with integrity. Um, and I got to tell you, man, you are leading the way. You, You're bro. setting the example for uh, cats like me, because we're what we watch. You know what I'm saying? And that's how how we that's how we learn too from watching from my elders and and watching what they do. Not that you all that older than me. And here's the thing, though. Even if Brother Bobby is older than me, he's in better shape than most twenty-year-olds. Just, just <laughs> fact. He he believes in taking care of himself. He not only does he work the word, but he works the gym. Amen. 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 <laughs> and so that put a spark in me to get my fat self up. When you were, we would call and you'd be like, Brother. <laughs> you be a brother Joe. I'm about to go do my workout. You didn't say anything to me. You just kept saying, "I'm about to go do my work." And you was doing this every day. I'm about to go do my workout. Hey, hey, brother Joe. I'm about to go. And I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I need to start doing a workout again. I need to get back, set time, manage my time better, and work out. So, <clears throat> I used to run ten miles a day. Believe it or not, I was actually well, whatever, there. Whatever, whatever you can do, whatever you can do, Joe. You know. Well, it ain't running. <laughs> I can't now. <laughs> I can't now. They better have oxygen for me after the first mile. <laughs> well, hey, well, look here. Well, look here. Whatever you have to do, get your cardio up. Just get, get it working. You know what I'm yeah, saying? We're going to talk, that, we're gonna talk about that uh, off the air because I do have a cu- couple questions for you. I wanted to talk to you about uh-huh. a couple of things that I knew you would have some answers for. So here you are, 1984, 
you are going pro at this point. Um, when did you hook up with um, Biscuit Miller? Uh, I hooked up with Biscuit Miller, I think, in 2009-2009. So you did a long tenure. You did a very long tenure with that band. You were with that band for yeah. a while. Yeah, I, I did probably think about 10 years. About 10 years with them. Uh-huh. Now, you know, so, you know, I've been asking you, and I know I've been uh, almost probably bothering you about it, wanting an album from you. Wanting an album from you. And uh, I've been someone, I've went so far as to say, hey, my band will be your backup band. Just yeah, I know. do your album. Do, let's, let's get this album done and we'll, 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 we'll support you in this. We will back you up. And um, you, you don't even have to worry about putting a band, but I'm sure you've got great musicians where you're at as well. Mm-hmm. So when can we yeah, get right. something from Brother Bob? When can we get your CD? What I'm looking at right now is uh, we're going through this pandemic and, you know, composing some music. So hopefully by the beginning of uh, 2021, I can have, uh, have my first CD out. I've played Amen. on so many uh, other people's CD. Yes, you have. And, I, and I, it is time. Yo, it Amen. It's your time. It's I believe yeah. I believe I believe it so well in me that it is your time because, uh, like I said, there's probably only one male singer right now in the blues that can hang with you vocally, and that's Robert Cray. And um, yeah, and Cray ain't no joke. And that's the only guy, in my opinion, that is on the vocal level. You are you're a master of your craft with your guitar. You're a master with your craft, with your vocals. But there's another thing folks may not know about you that you're a master with. You're a master in your love walk. And in today's society, right now, with the dysfunction that we have, it is so important that men like you and I emphasize to the young cats this love walk. Because the press and what's going on with people in positions and power, be it um, uh, law enforcement or politics... There is so much hate right now that many people are forgetting the love walk. And the one thing I can say about you, you have, well, there's many things I can say about you. But the thing I'm certain about you, you walk in love to everyone. Everyone. I mean, that's what, what the words say. How can you love me who you've never seen and then you hate your enemy, I mean, hate your brother who you see every day. There were times where I would be mad at someone about... I, I can remember someone really offended me one time. And I called you about it. You may not remember this. Oh, yeah. And, man, you, were, you, so, you weren't you were rude about it. You weren't mean. It, it was so Holy Spirit inspired. And you got me right back on the track. You said, well, Brother Joe, consider this. And you gave me other things to consider and reminded me in a way that ultimately in this situation with my hurt, what I'm dealing with, I still got to walk in love about the situation. And uh, I learned that from you. And I mean, you still love me even though I, you know, the old Joe Lewis wanted to pop out and I confessed I wanted to knock his socks off. <laughs> and you laughed. You laughed with me. But you yeah, did. Yeah, you you mean, found a way we, to we, turn we it around. Are only, we are only human. Yeah. We're only human, Joe. We're only human. And by the grace of God, each and every day he wakes us up. And so we always strive to do better. Strive to do better than what I did yesterday. You know, you know? Amen. Amen. And it's and 
it's not as easy as people think. Um, but it becomes easier the more you submit. Isn't that right? Don't you find that the more you let go and... And let God and see that's the whole thing about it is that we have to we have to understand the Lord wants us to come to Him as a child. You know that's how we have to be because He is our Father. So anything that goes on in our life, we need to just turn it over to Him. I mean, take your burdens to Him and cast them on Him because He can. Amen. You know, and Amen. That's what I say now is, is what we're going through is that if you don't have uh, that wisdom and that knowledge. You know, you're going to turn to some uh, other things like, you know, suicide. You know, you're going to go steal. You're going to go kill. Those are the things that are, of the, you know, of the devil. And so the, you you don't destroy your life. But with God, he's going to give you everlasting life. The lowest you know, point, I, yeah, amen. The lowest point I got to in my life, I mean, I've been through some divorces. I've been through some stuff. But depression never hit me any harder than it hit me over this COVID-19 thing. To not be able to do what you created, what you're created to go out and do. To not be able to do that and that just to be shut down. And um, and you just you can't use your, your giftings, you can't use your anointings other than what you're using in your everyday life at home. Shut down, both jobs, shut down, lay, you know... Um, uh, laid off, boom, both jobs. Then on my my band income, boom, shut down. That was some dark times, and it and I had to struggle. It was a struggle for me to to not allow myself to wallow in the darkness of despair and of depression. So much so that my doctor wanted to prescribe um, antidepressants to me. And I, I, just, I just wouldn't take them because I didn't want to go. Not that I'm against folks taking those, but I thought that my battle was probably more spiritual than it was mm-hmm. mental. Um, I felt it was probably more of a spiritual attack on me. How did you, that's, that's main, how did you maintain your joy in the middle of all the COVID-19 craziness? How did you maintain your joy? What, I, what, what we've been doing as a family uh, is uh, we've been praying, and uh, each and every day we look at, you know, reading the Word, and that's been really what we've been standing on. And the scriptures that we've been reading relates to each and every day that we that God wakes us up. I mean, they're just like some things have been going on. Uh, go to, went to the grocery store the other day, and then you got people that send in a you know, buying up everything, and you right. go over here, you got this going on, and, you know, people fighting over parking space, and, you know, you still start right. seeing that, yeah. and then and that's why, that's why that word has to come up in you, and the, the humility that you have to have, you know, you really have to have humility right now, it's not like, I'm I'm scared of you, no, I'm just going to be, just be humility, mm. yes, that. Humble. You hold on to that, man. Just stay humble, man. Because if if you rise up, man, that could be this could be your last time, you know. And that's the time that we're living in, realizing that the adversary is, you know, he's creating this. This is the, a demon that's running around. But see, God still is, is in control. And it's a demon of God murder. It's a is. demon of murder, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've had you know close friends. 
family, you know, they falling, and then you, you know, you can't go to the services, you know, you can't memorialize them, you know, as we would normally. So you watching it on Zoom or you watching it on Facebook because you know we're quarantined. We, we you know, we have to stay safe in place. You know, we got to stay in a, you know within our boundaries as far as our homes and different things. So it's 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 a it's a rough time right now. But like I said, you have to you have to read that word. You got to get in that word so deep. You have to saturate yourself in it. Right, right, right. Constantly, constantly gotta. Maintain, you know, keep that word. I I agree with you. David said, "I've yeah, hidden your yeah. word in my heart that I might not sin right. against you." It's when my word time, yeah, it's when my word time and my prayer time gets low that I, I react. Yeah. I naturally, for me, uh, I naturally, if I was to identify with guys in the Bible, I wished I could say, you know, I identify with Jesus. That's the churchiest thing to say, I'm sure. It's the right thing to say, but I find as a, it's just as my characteristics, I identify a lot with Peter. And David, David said, yeah, "I'll right. kill every man that pisseth against the wall." And Peter, when they, when they, yeah, yeah, and Peter, when they, when they came against Jesus in the garden, Peter was the one cat that grabbed a soldier's sword and chopped his ear off. I mean, like quick, like boom. That's me. That is really that. That mm-hmm. is that is right there. That in the heat of the moment, sometimes I'm too quick to just pop. You know, and right. do a throat punch right away. You know what I'm saying? Right, I know what you mean. That's and, why. That's why we have to read the proverbs. You know, we have to slowly, slowly. My wife, anger, you my, know? my wife is really. Uh, now, I don't believe in spousal abuse because I, I watched that with my stepdad and my mother. So I don't believe in touching women and anger at all. So that's not a that's not my problem. It's when when a dude. Now, if a dude step up to me, that's where I have to humble myself. You know, because uh, I was raised in, 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 I was, you know, well, I guess I don't need to go into all that. But you were raised just like this, it's me, I get you back. Yeah. You know, so you say something to me wrong, I say something to you wrong back. And this is what we have learned, but we have to, you know, yep. we know our minds, we program ourselves. That's it's right. the time that we live in Amen. In order to survive. Yeah. You know, in order to survive now, Joe. You're right. You're right. And there's now, you know, God has opened doors for me before the, you know, before the COVID hit. And even now, mm-hmm. um, you know, the manager of buddies calls me just to check on me and see how we're doing. And Amen. I mean, that's the love, you know, God has just, God has just really opened doors for me and like cats with you and, and, and the manager of buddies. I don't want to throw his name out there because I want to be respectful. Yeah. I don't want to act like uh-huh. I'm throwing names, but you know who I'm talking right, about. Right. Just to yeah, call me and say, "Hey, Joe, how you doing, brother? I love you, man. I, I just, just checking on you to see how you do." That's a ble- that blesses my heart. But there are people that are jealous of that and will say bad things. Some folks will even lie on me, and it'll get back to me. And the natural, and I, I want to correct that. Does that make sense? Right. I almost want to go on Facebook and say, you know, boom, and put it the truth on Front Street. But I'm learning mm-hmm. to not respond to everything. How did you? How did you? How do you in the industry and as a man of God? How do you handle that when people, when you're doing all you can to honor God, yet people still throwing dirt on your name? And these are cats that are smiling at your face and shaking your hand when they see you. You know what I'm talking about. How? Yeah, you, you, 
They throw in the they throw in the stone and hide in their hand. And it's you know usually it's usually local folk that will do that. Right. It's no no one no one ever like I said I get nothing but love outside of my town, but here there's there's not everybody but there is folk that like to throw dirt on your name. How did brother Bobby did did you experience that coming up as a I musician? Right. When you're standing up under the window of blessing, he will open up a window and pour you out a blessing that you won't be able to receive. And when the blessings coming down on you, people are standing around watching that. Right. Wishing it was there. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times they they get upset because it's not there. See, but even as a child. I have to understand that. Even as a child, I've never been the guy that when I see things going, going for them, I've never been that guy. That was upset about that. I'm actually the guy that's going to celebrate with you when things are going good with you. I'm going to be on my home thanking God that things went went well for you. I'm that guy that will. I'm naturally that person that loves it when I see good things happen to people. Dude, I'm not just saying this. It really is my personality. If I see someone blow up and get real big, dude, I am so happy. I mean, I'm like, that is awesome. And I can't understand why that's alien to, to to folks. Why is that so strange? Why can't you be happy when God blesses someone? That's a good thing to get to watch and witness God open his doors because people don't know how many years, how, you know, every service I was on the praise and worship team as a young man in church. Every service, every service, I'm up on the drum kit, playing the drums. Every service, Brother Joe, could you play the drums? Brother Joe, could you play the guitar? One time they even asked me to play the piano. And that was a disaster, but I did my best. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> it's funny. They asked me to play the piano once. They never asked me again on the piano. <laughs> but but what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, when I saw you cats get the, the BMI, I was so ecstatic. I ran upstairs and told my wife, showed her on my cell phone. I'm, I'm just so happy when I see people around me um, blow up. You know, um, I remember, I, I, can, I won't name names, but I know cats that are blowed up and are a big name now. I knew them when they weren't big. And I'm so happy to see what God has done in their lives. You would never hear me throw dirt on their name because I knew their struggle. I knew where they started at. I knew how hard they had to work to get there. You know, um, I, I, I just pray that I stay in love to those folks that even are dirty to me. I just I don't want to let it change me. I want to stay the loving guy that I am. You know what I mean? The thing about that, Joe, is staying who you are and being true to your who you are is going to be less stressful, less painful, more pleasure in life. You know what I'm saying? Versus to have to uh, do the other thing that's not that's contrary to your nature. Your nature is for you to be the way you are right now. And, and I do understand what you're saying about, you know, when people who are blessed and people on the outside looking in, that ain't nothing but the demon of jealousy. Well, you know, I love talking to you so much. 
I'm turning this into a regular conversation. It so easily became a regular instead of an interview, and I apologize for that. I just love talking to you. Yeah, we just chopping it up, man. Yeah, we are. We are. We, it, it, well, I tried to keep it, but I've been knowing you for a minute now, and it's easy for me to... It just ends up being just brotherly love, you know, just me and you chat. chat. Right, right, now, right. <clears throat> so we gonna get it. We are gonna get looking like twenty twenty one. We are gonna get a CD from you. Oh yes. Oh, oh praise yes. God, praise God. Now you know, if you don't have a label to release it on, you know, I I can help you out in that area. You know, if you wanna. Well, see that. Look how God works. If see, you, that was that was one of the things that I was thinking about, but see. He's already answered it. He's yeah, already took care of it. I know two labels right now that I could bring you to that would that would that would jump a building to get you on their label. Um, now yeah. I've been in the studio with you. I, I've been blessed enough. Brother Bobby's a man of his word, ladies and gentlemen. If he says he's going to be somewhere, he's going to be somewhere. And he told me that he was going to play on my album. And bless God. He calls me up and tells me, hey, um, and he even has his boss call me up, co-worker, boss, however you want to look look at it, call me up and confirm they are coming, and you guys showed up and just showered love on me and support and just knocked it out of the park, and uh, I was, I enjoyed the fellowship myself. Yeah, but Joe, the thing, but let's, let's back it up a little bit. You know, you remember our conversation, and I spoke we I spoke that into existence. Because yeah. the Spirit had told me when we was talking that uh, you're going to play on his album. Remember I was telling you that? That's, yes, you was, did. Yeah, and so I, uh, it was a year, two years, something like that. I forgot and about then, that. You said, yeah, Brother Joe, we're going to end up with... Yeah, you said, Brother Joe, we're going to end up recording together. The Spirit told me that. Yeah, the truth, yeah. <laughs> We got two. We got two. And what was so neat is you guys, y'all wanted to keep right on recording through the night, and I felt so bad because you had been on the road driving, and um, you're like, oh no, let's do some more. I, I can do this all night long, and y'all were ready just to kill it, and I, I just, I was. Didn't want to come down there, Joe, and not complete the task, you know. Y'all killed it. We could have, we could, we could have played on more songs, but I know Happy was getting late, <laughs> and uh, like we was, you know. For me, <laughs> I'm good for about six, seven hours in the studio. <laughs> then after that, hey, I'm through, you know. And, and we did it. Was it, we did, you know, was able to be a blessing to one another. Oh, it wasn't a blessing. Project, Do you remember you and I both was just getting over some sinus stuff? And oh, yeah, sure. I forgot yeah. to bring my honey. Remember that? I forgot to bring some honey for my vocals. And you said, Brother Joe, I got you. I got some honey. Remember that? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Keep them vocals sweet, man. Man, I, I, well, I'm not going to use those. I'm going to go put some other vocals uh, mm-hmm. on that. Um, but, so... Now you're uh you're 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 playing uh in church again? Is that are you playing yeah, in church not, again yeah. or are you working on your solo yeah, I'm, record? I'm basically I'm playing in church and I'm doing both working on project. Now so as of right now, you know, uh 
we just doing uh, Zoom and uh, Facebook. So right, I right. Did, I did. Matter of fact, I did play play a little, uh, couple songs on the Zoom for the church, and so that was totally different, you know. So, but uh, most of all, I just like to say to everybody, you know, whatever God has for you to do, do it. Amen. Whatever you, your dreams is, do it. You know. Amen. You know, cause I, I believe like this. You know, your footsteps are already ordered, and if you're walking with God, He's gonna take you where you need to be. Praise you God, know? man. He'll take you where you need to be. That, that right there is some good stuff, and ain't that the truth? Ain't that the Amen. truth? Amen. Ain't Amen. That... So uh, on this Amen. new record, you know, if you need uh <clears throat> if you need a, <clears throat> not that you would need another guitarist. But uh, uh, if you want, I got you. I got, I, I got you, Joe. I most definitely hear you, but I hear you, bro. <laughs> you know I love to come up. To you know I love to come up and try to be a blessing uh -huh. to you too. Pay back the favor. Yeah, look here, technology is. Uh, I can send you. I can send you the tracks now because the people I'm working with got it like that. They can send the tracks out. Yeah, yeah, that's I can right. Send you the tracks. You can go to the studio, lay them down, and send them on back. Now, now, Sweetwater's main, um, like, distribution center, that's not far from you, right? It's in Indiana, is that right? No, it's, uh, it's about 100 and probably 105 miles. It's about an hour. Well, about an hour now. there was some discussion. There was some discussion that uh, my band's going to go play there for the employees. And, and so, well, I can't say yet, um, but okay. they've talked to me about it, and I, I said... You know, yes to some things, and uh, we'll go from there. Of course, we're waiting for the COVID stuff to, to die down now. Yeah, but I was going to give you a call, and I was like, hey, that would be a good, that would be a great show. Not only to play some of our stuff, but also get you up there on that mic, and you do some of your stuff, too. Oh, man, that would be a blessing, Joe. It would be a great opportunity. Man, it would be, yeah, it'd be fun. Things See, these, these things are already in the mix. Amen. Amen. It's already happening. It's already happening. It's already done. Amen. Amen. Well, you already know that at any any table that I've been, any table that God has provided for me, you always welcome to pull up a chair and be with me, no matter where that is. You already know that. Same here, so, Joe. Same um, here with so me. So, whatever opportunities come my way, if they're near your neck of the woods, I'm always gonna pick up the phone, and 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 break something off for you. That will always happen. Joe, you always come in my kitchen and, and cook. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Man, I have to put some of that New Orleans on you now. <laughs> hey, you can, come on with it. Come on with it. I, hey, I'm ready for some of that boudin for real. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to send you some boudin, ain't I? Yeah, we're going we to get that together. We're definitely going to get that together. Well, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to figure out how to make my own boudin. Good luck with that, man. Them skins is hard to work with. But hey, this is my my brother Bobby, my friend, awesome guitarist, great cat. I'm gonna put post a link uh, as soon as I get it from him on his music to share it with the world. But this is Travels with the Gospel Blues Band, and we had to tell everybody God bless him, brother Bobby, and we'll we'll call this thing a night. God bless y'all. May the Lord shine upon you. Amen. We out of here. God bless.